everybody. Just wanted to get on here and record a little quick something. Um, I listened to the last podcast that Mike did, and it was funny because one thing he touched on was something I've been wanting to talk about. So um, I think we're aligned on this, and it was when he was basically talking about how good and evil are some of the forces we're seeing at play in our society. It's not just political issues. Um, and I couldn't agree w- more with that. Um, to kick us off, there's a verse that says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And so what that basically means is, though, you know, we think in our lives as we go through and we have these struggles and, uh, you know, they're about people and the things holding us back. Maybe it's a bad boss. Maybe it's a, a co-worker, maybe spouse or kids or maybe someone, you know, more serious, someone that abused you um, physically, maybe verbally. Um, so the key is kind of remembering what we're really dealing with our spiritual strongholds in those people's lives. Or maybe in your own life, you know, maybe it's not someone else, maybe it's something that, uh, you know, you need to deal with. But, uh, you know, if that sounds a little intense, maybe you're thinking, I don't know, it's a little too much. I think if you really think about it, uh, you know, it's true. And, you know, I've experienced it and uh, you probably have too, where when you really think about, you know, children abducted and shipped around like animals in the sex trade, you know, we all know that's pure evil. And you've also experienced good at some point. You've, you know, maybe the love of a family member, a hike in the mountains where you're just like overwhelmed by the beauty of creation. Um, I think the problem is that just most people aren't walking around on a daily basis looking at the things happening to them through that spiritual lens. Um, I, I like to think of like a 3D glasses analogy where if you walk into a theater and, uh, it's a 3D showing and you don't have your glasses on, you're going you're gonna to hear what's going on. You may kind of see some, some blurry images, but you know, once you put on those glasses, you start to, the film comes alive and you start to see what's really happening and, and kind of getting the story. Um, I think it's the same thing with life, where until you put on those spiritual glasses and start to look through that lens, I, I don't think you'll ever see life the way that life should be seen until you you put on those glasses um you know and I encourage people to think about these spiritual things you know Mike and I talk about death and um because you know think about the spiritual because at the end of the day you know I'm gonna die and you're gonna die and we're all gonna die and um you know the scene in what about Bob where he's Bill Murray's you know laying there in bed with the kid and (laughs) he's saying you know you are going to die I am going to die. Of course, Bob's, you know, afraid of everything. But um, I think you can lessen those fears when you start to know what you believe. Um, I think there was a podcast that I listened to recently, a Real AF podcast with Andy Frisella. And he was asked about what happens to you when you die. And uh, he basically said something happens, but he's not quite sure what at this point in life, what it is. Um. So I just wanted to kind of riff on that and say, you know, here's what I believe. I think you have a body and you have a soul. And um, I think most people know this intrinsically. Uh, Tony Evans uses a balloon analogy where he talks about, you know, when you pop that balloon, that the balloon itself shrivels up and falls to the ground. But the air that was inside the balloon, that still remains. The air remains. And I think when our bodies, you know, when we all pop at the end of our lives, our bodies shrivel up and 
and uh, kind of decompose and all that jazz. But, you know, our, our soul, it remains. And, uh, you know, then, then the question becomes, well, you know, what's it all about when you come to face-to-face with your creator and the creator of the universe? And again, here's what I believe. I, I, um, and this is unique to Christianity and opposite from all other religions, but there's not a scale where good and bad in life are analyzed and weighed. Um, that conversation is about, did you know him personally? Did you surrender your life to him? And how well did you run that race that he created you to run? You know, did you fulfill your purpose or did you get distracted? And, you know, a lot of you might be saying, well, I don't know about that. You know, you can think what you want and I'll continue doing what I want to do and believing what I want to believe. And, you know, with that, I'll just leave you with one final verse and then I'll kind of move on from the preaching. But uh, in Romans, it says, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his his, his eternal power and divine nature have clearly been seen being understood from what he has made, so people are without excuse. And what that really means is that the earth itself is a testament to God and a God who is powerful, loving, and gracious. And so, you know, when you think about that scenario where there's maybe a native running around on an island who can't read or write or, you know, just kind of living his life naked, eating coconuts and barbecuing little island animals, you know, that person can still lay down on the beach at night, look up into the Milky Way, and figure this stuff out. Okay, back to good and evil and sort of how it plays into what we're seeing in our country, in the media, all over the place. Um, I think that most people have an assumption that people are good and have good intentions, and it's just not true. There is a lot of evil people in this world. We've seen it throughout U.S. history. We've seen it throughout world history. And I think one of the telltale signs is people that seek control over other people. So on a, not a smaller scale, but more on a a micro scale, when you think about a rapist or a child molester, those people are all about control. And everybody knows that. Um, But, you know, a lot of politicians, a lot of these people that try to get in positions of power they have those same evil desires to control people. And that's exactly why our founding fathers knew, you know, they knew this about human nature, and that's why they set up our country the way they did. You know, this is not a political statement. This is, um, you know, there's good Democrats and there's evil Democrats. There's good Republicans and there's evil Republicans. I think one of the problems these days is that everybody on one side thinks the other side's horrible and one and the other side thinks the other side's horrible. And no, you really need to just focus on who are these people? We should be electing people with character and integrity being the first thing we're looking at. These policy positions, good policy positions, just, just align with people of integrity. So people that can be corrupted should I don't think should have any place in our system of government. And to be honest, I think it's a lot of them. And, um, you know, the type of person who runs for office, just think about that. A lot of them aren't really winners in life, right? The really big time winners in life, they don't want to get into politics. They, they don't have <laughs> that desire to control. They just want to win. But the, the people that have this desire to control are the ones you got to be you know worried about. And, um, I think we don't 
sometimes there's that disconnect because most of us going throughout our lives, we don't have those desires. We just kind of want to live our lives, you know, have those times with our family, do our vacations, you know, play our sports, all that stuff. We're not thinking about, you know, how can I control my neighbor? Um, you know, it's just not, a lot of people <laughs> aren't like that. So uh, what we see then is we assume that these politicians who want to control us, that they're doing this for our own safety. But it couldn't be further from the truth. Think about the idea of shutting down beaches during the pandemic, blocking off parks, you know, filling in these skateboard parks so that people can't enjoy the things that they want to enjoy. <laughs> that being with absolutely no evidence that COVID was spreading outdoors. It wasn't spreading in parks. It wasn't spreading in the ocean. It wasn't spreading in the sand. It wasn't spreading in the sunny day breezes up in the mountains. They closed off some trail we were wanting to do when we were in Virginia. It made no sense, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's this control and that's what's wrong. Um, I consider it to be somewhat of a psychological disorder, to be honest. I think people trying to force others to do things that are illogical or that end up stealing freedom or money from them, that's just wrong. And we shouldn't call it anything other than what it is. Um, you know, and that's the whole sort of socialist thing. To take someone else's money, claim to be spreading it around to poor people, but actually taking it and lining your own pockets, and then actually ensuring that everyone is impoverished, but they are the ones that live like kings, like that's evil. And everybody needs to know that. Um, Marxism in all forms is evil. The ideas in the Communist Manifesto are evil. Socialism is evil. These ideas are responsible for more death, destruction, lives ruined than any other thing. That includes wars, pandemics, anything else. You think about the Soviet Union, what happened, China, North Korea, Venezuela, Cambodian communists. It's all the same and it all ended the same. And, you know, what most history books don't tell you is that even Hitler was aligned to Marxist ideology. And so, you know, obviously, openly, he was anti-Marxist because the Soviet Union was his enemy um, and he wanted to control them. <laughs> but privately, he said and owned, you know, he owed a profound debt to Marxist ideology and his national socialism was based on Marx. So... You know, anytime we see these poisonous ideas raising their heads in our country, it's the job of good people like us to strike this down. Um, when we see people who are focused on controlling others and not focused on helping others, they just need to go. It's as simple as that. And um, I'll kind of stop here. I think it's just important for our audience to understand that, you know, our message here is not just about politics and mass and anti-mass and vaccines it's really it's really a larger issue it's about good and evil and like i said you know if you really take the time to look around and look into your own soul you know they exist and you know the battle is real